Now, I'm a great believer in the power of process work, and I don't believe it ever loses its value wherever you are on your journey. Nevertheless, I've found that for many people who do a lot of self-development work, there comes a time where doing a process can become the poison rather than the medicine. It becomes a distraction, a distraction from making a fundamental decision and one that involves deep risk and real change. Now, this issue came up in one of my group calls and I wanted to share that piece of that conversation with you in this episode here. So for the first half of this episode, it's going to be that conversation that I had with Chris in the group. And then I'm going to offer you some questions and practices that you can use yourself to find out if you're on this precipice and holding yourself back from the leap that you've been longing to make. As ever, show notes can be found at www.bahuman.com slash 146, where you can find the questions that I ask you. And I've also written out the little practice for you there too. So grab a cuppa. I'm delighted that you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. If you're looking to improve your life, to heal, to grow and mature as an individual, but maybe you found that some of the personal development and consciousness stuff has given you the impression that you need to be super serious and vigilant to get anywhere meaningful or feeling like maybe you're just not up to snuff. Well, this show is here to remind you of your humanity and in fact that that's where your true joy and brilliance lies. With over 25 years of experience in the transformation biz and having developed MPA, one of the world's simplest pressure-free approaches to growth and well-being, if I do say so myself, I'll be sharing tips, steps and insights that'll help you navigate all the aspects of life as a growth-seeking being. On this show, it comes to you with a good dose of humor, maybe a smattering of colorful language, a reminder not to take things so personally, and most importantly, to be kind to yourself along the way. Make sure you hit that follow button, and let's get into it. Who shall I pounce on next, Chris? (laughs) Chris! Hey! Sponsoring thought. No, sponsoring energy, did you say, Charlotte? Yeah. I need to. I don't know. I'm all right. Oh, I don't know anymore. I don't know. It's, it's not. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I just don't. I want to win the lottery. Like, <laughs> or would you rather have the lottery? Uh, I've won the lottery. <sighs> are, you, stop, go on. are you, or can you find a place in yourself? Bit of a presupposition, but can you find a place in yourself where you're not just okay, but actually quite happy where you are? Yeah. Yeah, it's like comfortable, isn't it? It's just, you know, everything's all right. I cycle in the rain, it's okay. I cycle in the sun, it's okay. I'd rather be somewhere else sometimes. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> you, often, you often come on and say, I don't know. And I often challenge you on it, don't I? I say, yeah. yeah, you do. I've got, I need to follow up on a few things. 
because I said I would to myself, and I haven't. I suppose that's annoying. I don't follow up on things. So most of the time I try and make sure I don't say I'm going to do anything. Then I don't have to follow up on anything. I wonder if there's a... I mean, I'm quite a fan. It, it, it's a it's a fine line. I said about three things in one sentence there. There's a fine line between copying out on yourself versus connecting with yourself. So what I mean by that is like what I was pointing to with the like being happy or at least satisfied with where you're at. I'm a big fan, as you probably all know, of, of you don't really connect to a point of power in yourself until you genuinely connect with where you actually are rather than where you think you should be. Yeah. And so part of that is is a suggestion to try maybe leaning into that sense of um, being satisfied with where you are and dropping the should have this, should have that. The The fear in that is then I'll just do nothing which is a fair enough fear, but like when when you can kind of accept yourself as you are, like this is who I am, how I am, with warts and all, but really it is a sponsoring energy piece, but there's a difference between genuinely acknowledging it uh-huh. and going, yeah, no, no, I'm, yeah, I get it, I'm fine where I am, but I'm really not. So it, it's sort of that, that kind of thing because what that does energetically is it 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 grounds you into the truth of who you are in the moment without judgment that's the piece without if you can stop the judgment of i should have more money i should follow up on things i should do this but not in that other way where you're just denying and copping out and just collapsing it's a genuine huh look at me go not following up on things how interesting. Yeah. Wow, look at me. Copping out, collapsing. I seem to be doing pretty well at it. I cop- I tapped out ages ago. No, not tapped out. What's the word? Checked out. Resigned. Give up. Yeah, so even, even that. So you can go with that and go, if you if you really meet it, you'll be like, huh, look at me. I've bloody checked out. How interesting. <laughs> and then in, in the embodiment of that, true acceptance you kind of there's a surrender in it that means that you can then make a real choice about what you do next as long as you've been there then joel well no i take i've done i i did i've done some journeys over the late these last three years well over the years it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tidy my room. No, no, the mentor said it's a good idea. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> it felt like a good idea at the time, you know. It was proper, decisive, clear, easy. So this thing about making a choice, yeah, I struggle with that. I mean, it's one of those things that is very, it fascinates me a lot in what we will do in for me, it's this industry. Some of you, it's like part of your lifestyle or your your habit or your job or your job. Yeah, for me, it's 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 a job and a passion. And 
but it, it's it's the distinction between the benefit when when process work can be really useful and be the medicine and when process work is the poison because it's a distraction from the fundamental decision and more and more as i work with people most of the people i work with have already done a lot of work all of you have done a lot of work on yourself so you've done a lot of process work i think there comes a point in transformation where it 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 gets to the point where these kind of fundamental decisions transcend the process work the process work can still support it but it comes down to it's, it's like when you you go to trainings again and again and again you've learned enough but you don't get on with say running your business you just want to learn another thing it's it's a very similar mechanic that's happening or similar mechanics and there comes a point where you've got to go okay i need to just really connect with where i am because as you just said like you'll do a journey or whatever the process is and then um a mentor will say something but un underneath it you're going out yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, i've been like that since 96. i got away with it until 2007 and now it's just then it just becomes a story, doesn't it? And it just goes yeah. on and on. I mean, the, I think that the, the fundamental, there's lots of ways fundamental, we, go on. we can sort of make it more complex than it is, but the fundamental um, block to doing that kind of thing is it means change. And it also threatens our mythology. Like, this is, it goes back to like visibility you know oh if only this happened this happened then i'd be famous and i'd be successful for example but then if i was then i'd genuinely be tested and i might be shit i might find out i'm a bit shit and nobody likes me so if i just keep blaming the excuses then i'll never get to test my theory and i can always be right in my mind that abc if i made the decision that i was gonna go for it or do something about it then that would that would be where the the rubber hits the road and i'd find out and that's scary when you've lived this um distant fantasy for so long that's kind of an extreme case but it, it comes down to it. It, it, it that's the sort of that's the nub of usually the nub of the resistance to just making the decision in this case with with you chris the the, the invitation is is just to to drop the judgment just look with sobriety at the life you're living and with if possible without judgment and when the judgment comes up which it will you go look at him judging himself it's a very non-personal way of looking at it third party well you know, I don't do shit. I've given up, and I judge myself. I judge the shit out of myself for it. Huh? Is that? Huh? How interesting. Because that that then gives you space to go. Well, now. Now I get to decide, and if you can especially and don't do it in that way where it's like, um, it's like the manifesting bullshit of where you go, uh. If I can be unattached, then it will come. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bargain. So in the same way, you can't fake this. You can't go, um, 
well, if I just don't judge myself, then I'll do something, then I'll be whatever the thing is, rich and happy and blah, blah, blah. You can't, you can't fake that. You have to genuinely, radically, honestly meet yourself where you are. Yeah. You're spot on, Joel. <laughs> I, I'm looking at what? I'm, I'm not looking at anything. I'm just looking. <laughs> when I look away, it's like, oh, yeah. I think for for a lot of people, they can't they can't get to that until they've done, which I think is true for everybody here. Like the reason probably we were guided in life to do so much process work is you often have to clear a lot of stuff out before you can even have a chance at that. For some people, they never do therapy, they never do a personal development, and they can just do it anyway. But that's their life path; it's not ours. Yeah, <laughs> you know. The universe gave us <sighs> these things like MPA, the journey and other things to help us, um, you know, it reminds me of, was it Sleeping Beauty? You have to cut through the thorns sometimes. But at some point you have to realize you've cut through the thorns and there's Sleeping Beauty in front of you and you can either have to kiss her and she'll wake up and slap you or kiss her and she'll stay dead or asleep or kiss her and... And, um, you know, she says, oh, that's wonderful. I'm really grateful. I'm off to marry Keith over there. <laughs> you know, that's that's the moment. That's the thing. And you get there and go, um, right, I've hacked two things, but I think I'll clear that section over there as well <laughs> before I actually kiss you. I think I'll just go back and clear that section. That's looking a bit untidy. I'm not sure I cut a tidy enough route through those brambles. I'll just neaten them up for a little five years and then maybe i'll come and kiss you i don't know it's all a bit uh, of a moment <laughs> just a thought chris <laughs> yeah <laughs> there we go I get glimpses of what you're on about. Yeah. See, from from the outside in, it's easier. I can look at you and go, "God, he's perfect." In in all, it's not like I've got this cloud cuckoo. Like you haven't got shit going on. Yeah. So no, you have. But yeah. I still look at you and go, "Look at Chris go." Always delighted to see you. You know, bring a smile to my face. What more can a guy ask for? Uh, you know, you do all right. Not making millions, but on the outside, you know, I don't care about that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do all right. That's why I'm all right. I don't know half the time. It's all perspective, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm all right, Joel. <laughs> awesome. Uh. You never know where you're going to go on these calls, do you? No. So as promised, I wanted to give you some practical things, some questions you can ask yourself to take away on the back of that conversation. So let's dive right into those. The first one's pretty direct. 
it really is the fundamental question, which is, are you using process work as a distraction? You know, are you using a process to avoid making some decision? That's a pretty bold question. You might say, well, if I knew that, Joel. <laughs> so what might be some of the clues to that? What might that look like? Well, the way I've seen it in myself and in others is that often it's, it's, it's on the back of that knowing. I'm going to suggest to you that we kind of know the truth. We know when we're bullshitting ourselves. And often when we're using process work as a distraction from just making doing something or making a change or um, or making that fundamental decision, often it looks like we go to do a process of some kind, but it doesn't really make any difference. Now, again, going back to the fact that there's a point where those processes make a huge difference to you know, the fundamental makeup and how you live and relate to your life. But there does come that time where you start to do it and you think, well, okay, that felt nice for a short period, but I didn't actually fundamentally change anything. Now, there are sometimes reasons around that where it's a matter of like you're adding, um, you know, weights to the positive side of the equation and it's just a matter of doing a number of processes and then you reach a tipping point. Um, but the discernment here, which only you can make, is, is there's a time when there's a different underlying energy about what makes you choose to do process work over just facing the thing that needs to be faced. So that's the first question. It's kind of an in-your-face question. Just are you using process work as a distraction? What I recommend with all these questions is you treat them like any inquiry question. You answer, you ask the question and you sit with the answer. Let the answer find you. Um, notice how it feels. Chances are if that question makes you feel uncomfortable, you'll recognize the, the sort of the energy of defensiveness. That's usually a clue that in some way or somewhere in your life, you are. So that brings us to the next question, um, which is focusing on what is that decision? So the question is, what's the one decision you secretly know you need to make and that scares you the most? <laughs> what's that one thing where it just needs a decision or to make a leap? So sometimes when I say decision, it's not like necessarily a cognitive decision. It's like that act of will, the act of, okay, I'm going to take that leap, do that thing ask that person that that something um start action on that particular business thing or uh, you know those are the kind of things where you know it's it's going to be scary and a decision here is is sometimes an action or it's fundamentally a leap and to help with that you can sort of ask yourself when you look at why it scares you what's the risk again i talked about this in the conversation um Often I found that it's where if you do this thing or, or make this change, then there's some kind of reality that has the risk of being disproved. So again, it's like I talked about it in terms of that often we have this sense it's easy to sort of feel like I'm superior if I, if I imagine if only this, that or that happened, then I'd prove how amazing I am. <laughs> The trouble is when you actually do it, you know, then you're going to meet reality. And that's a huge risk because it might turn out that you're not that special. At least that's what the mind will tell you. So that's kind of a good a good place to start in terms of what's the risk. But it's worth asking yourself, what is the risk? What might, you know, 
reality disprove to get a sense of of what are some of the blocks that may be causing you to not make that decision yet another good question to ask is you know why haven't you made that decision yet <laughs> not to go into an analytics but more to get a sense of again what the risk might be it's really good to get that awareness for yourself so then comes the question of so then do i need a process or is this really about a decision now this might seem potentially ironic or or uh, like contradicting what i've been saying in this episode but remember i've always said throughout this episode that there's a great value to process work and the discernment that i'm inviting you to make is is the times where sometimes a process will support that decision and sometimes the decision the process will distract from the decision now again i'm going to suggest you'll know the answer to this again you'll get that sense that feeling so if your answer to that question is you know is it time for a process or time for a decision if it's like you get okay it's a decision then it's simple it's time to make that decision if you find that you're kind of flip-flopping or feel paralyzed by that that this whole thing or you're tempted to dig deeper in that way that you you sense on some level this is kind of just a distraction um you know it's time just to get really discernment now it may be and this is what i found the most that that one of the, the reasons that people often get stuck in these decisions is it may be conflict um i've talked about this in previous episodes that that conflict can be one of the maze major causes of of indecision in which case there are great processes to help you resolve the conflict now let me just lay out the difference here just diving into process work going back to childhood and you know or or doing rounds of this or rounds of that even mpa you know it is one thing but if you've got to the point where you've clearly identified that a decision needs to be made and yet you seem not still to be able to make it you're coming from a different place then you're looking at okay what will support me in making that decision now i'm clear on that is the case rather than just running in circles doing process work for the sake of it or because that's what you're supposed to do <laughs> so in a way if you do find that there's some sense of conflict and again that flip-flop that push-pull energy is usually a sign of conflict um then again from mpa's perspective the harmony equation is amazing it's awesome for helping you very quickly get to the core of what the aspects are that are at play and what will help the energy resolve itself so you can then get to a point where that decision becomes easy and obvious so i know it seems like a bit of an irony that in that case i recommend using the harmony equation or getting to know the harmony equation um and yet that's the best way i know <laughs> or the quickest the most simple way i know to resolve that specific kind of conflict in fact it's great for all conflict um that being said um if you're listening to this at the time that it's published very soon we've got the next harmony equation coming up if you're listening to this in the future uh, the harmony equation event is an event that i run reasonably regularly at this at the time of recording i am running it reasonably regularly you know a couple of times a year maybe three times a year um so and this episode is sponsored by the harmony equation so let me play you a clip to tell you all about that and then we'll come back and i will share with you 
um, a practice that I think will really help underpin all of this. This episode is sponsored by The Harmony Equation, our live online workshop where you get to discover the world's simplest tool for resolving conflict and help your clients find harmony. Now, if you've got clients that seem stuck, blocked and unable to move past certain issues, then chances are they have unresolved conflict and the approaches you've been using so far haven't hit the spot. Well, you're going to love this event and you and your clients will love the truly unique, powerful and effortless way you can guide them to the resolutions they need once you have this tool in your hands. In fact, the work you'll learn at the event is so magical, I use it with nearly every client. As Ronnie, a previous attendee, says, you've created something very special and made it a simple and effective tool to cut out the complexities we add to our lives. The work you're doing really resonated with me and the work I'm now doing with my clients. So if you're a healer, a therapist, a coach, or do any kind of change work with clients, then this is an incredible tool to add to your skill set. So head over to www.thenpaacademy.com slash harmony and grab your spot today. That's thenpaacademy.com slash harmony to get all the details and join the Harmony Equation today. So again, I wanted to make reference to the conversation that you heard at the top of this program with Chris, because I talked about this, I modeled it really, but I wanted to kind of pin it down for you. The practice I'm going to suggest is one which helps you um, stand in a position without judgment, because that is the best way I know to sort of really meet yourself where you are. And the practice is to simply witness yourself without judgment. Again, I'll reference in the show notes. I'm sure I did a podcast on the power of witnessing yourself, which goes a bit deeper into this. But I wanted to put it here specifically so you had something you could actually take away and go, I'm going to try that. And the way I modeled it in that conversation was literally like going, huh, how interesting. So it's an interesting, it, it seems so simple, but you kind of have to embody the attitude. <laughs> so when you look at the stuff, let's say that you've been prevaricating and distracting yourself and not making some decision. If you sort of sit back and look at yourself and rather go, oh, you idiot, you know, or oh, you're so useless or you haven't picked the right issue to work on or gone deep enough in your process, all that stuff that is the self-judgment. Um, if you can just go, huh, how interesting look at look at me go <laughs> in that way i love this practice to just dispense with the confusion and lostness that can come out of unhelpful self-criticism and analysis so try that on um see how it feels for you it may be that you find because those that's the way i would express it um if you can take the sort of essence of of the invitation there you might find you use your own words or your own expression but it really is that energetic sort of standing in the perspective of non-judgment just witnessing yourself and going huh well look at that um without the sort of, sort of judgmental um sort of edge in how you witness yourself <laughs> 
it's super powerful and i'd love you to let me know you know how you find that if you do it and i suggest you do <laughs> well that's a wrap for today as ever show notes are at www.beabrillianthuman.com slash 146 as this is episode 146 thanks as ever for listening if you like what you hear go and tell someone about it um and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, I'd love you to do me a solid and tell someone about it. They can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. Plus, if you visit the website, www.babrillianhuman.com, you can share the show notes to social media and make my day. Also, make sure you hit that follow button. And if you haven't yet downloaded the MPA process sheet, head on over to joelyoungmpa.com and get your free copy today. Big love and see you next time.